is, is seeing nothing. So all the while we're looking for something all the time, yes? All the while there's a, a prior state to that activity of looking for it which is seeing nothing. Yeah? So mind is seeing or is aware, but it's aware of nothing, which is its real nature. Yeah? Here we're conscious of things, but the awareness of nothing is the overall context. Yeah? The awareness of nothing is like in Zen they would say, you turn around and see your original face. Your original face is no thing. So it's mind looking at itself, which is seeing nothing, in a sense. Yeah? So mind, in the state of looking at itself, is seeing nothing. And so all the while, we're in a state of seeing nothing, and then there's a mental process and a manifestation which is based on looking for something. And so a great master like St. Francis of the Assisi would say, what's looking, which is seeing nothing, is what you're looking for. Yeah. And considering that it's everywhere at all times, it would seem to be easy to find, but it isn't because of the pair of glasses we use to look for it, which is self-centeredness. Yeah. So the mind is, certain, is trained and has a certain format of what it would call knowledge. This, this prior knowledge doesn't fit that format. And so when that format's applied to knowing nothing, it doesn't work. Because it immediately turns it into something. It can't help itself. Yeah. So when the mind, as its condition, tries to know nothing, it makes it into something. Now it thinks it has it. It has what it calls, called nothing, but it's something. Yeah? And that's the missing. And then the seeking won't stop, and there'll be still more and more subtle ways of looking for something. Even though you think you have nothing, you're still looking for something. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, this is just a little conceptual sandwich. I did it the other day, but I like it. Did it? you like it, that here thing? Yeah. So, let's say the here, there's three aspects of here. Yeah? The first aspect is not here, or no thing. Yeah? which means it's always here. It's always here so much that you don't see it as here. Yeah? Before you seem to have started to think, it was here. It was like, so it's the non-manifest here. Yeah? It hasn't turned into a thing. Yeah? So you can't see it with the form of looking that we're saddled with. So there's the here, the non-manifest here. Then there's the manifest here, which is what we call this, the here and now. Yeah? We seemingly are in a room, and there's certain people, and there's contact. I'm smelling things, my skin is picking up, and my nerves are sending the message, it's a little cool in here. All this stuff is going on. So that would be, this, that would be the manifesting here. And then, on that manifesting here, there's a quality that occurs called the mental here. The mental here is not here. It's, it's, it's made up of there and then. So it's made up of an idea called the past, and it's made up of an idea called a future. And so, like for me, as an addict, what this addictive mind wanted was to get out of here. But it wasn't the here that's manifesting. It was the mental here. I was assuming that the mental here was here, and that was the last place I wanted to be, because in that mental here, there was a lot of past, all the shit I'd done, and all the sins I committed, and all the things I omitted, and then there was a lot of fear, as a bottom line, of being punished for doing everything I seem to have done. So the here was the last place I wanted to be as an addict. So I would do anything not to be here. But the point was, it wasn't here to begin with. It was a 
mental here. So my acting, my trying to get out of the mental here manifested in the here. Yeah? <laughs> so my effects of trying to get out of here showed up in the manifest here. So I was busily trying to get out of the moment I can't escape from. And a form of being out of the moment I can't escape from, when it turns into a, like a spiritual point of view, is trying to get into the moment. I can't be out of it. Yeah. So if you're believing you're in the mental here, you think you can get into a moment because the mental here has you out of the moment. Yeah. But you can't get into a moment that you can't be out of. Yeah. So the whole while I'm trying to escape, it's actually appearing on the manifest here as a form of bondage. So every time I shot up to get out of here, I produced tremors or effects that got me confined more and more, either by institutions or jails or in my own fucking prison up here, yeah? So the more I tried to get out of the mental here, the more the here was taking on the aspects that I was really afraid of in the mental here. <laughs> I'm going to be screwed. I was screwed. You know, I'm so afraid something's going to happen. I got run over twice in one night. <laughs> All these fears that I was trying to get out of up here happened here. <laughs> so there was just a miss, there was a miss seeing. What I was calling here isn't here. And that's the solution to it. It's actually not happening. Now, if I can't entertain it's not happening, maybe you can take the back door and just recognize what is happening. It may not seem like it's much to you, but this is what's happening. Yeah? So this can be the anchor to keep the mind from getting, from going up the ass of self and entering then the mental realm, yeah? which is what it wants to get out of. Because that now up there isn't now, it's there and then. It's all these ideas. Yeah? And so let's say... The root of this activity is called self-centeredness up here. Yeah? This is The Course in Miracles speaks about it. I may be given a different spin to it. But they, in The Course in Miracles, they talk about the, uh, almost like the original guilt for the original sin. So the original sin would be everyone in a sense has an idea of, let's say, lots of ideas of like love and perfection and beauty and God, yes, being all this lovely divine thing. Yeah? And yet your experience every day doesn't seem to comply with your ideas of that. Yeah? So when viewed from self-centeredness, you must have a role in why it's like this. So in a way, you decided to leave God. And the proof of that is the way it is here. Yeah? This is the root of all self-centeredness, and you can't escape this conviction. You cannot escape it. Just like when my father, when I was young, got ill, and he was fathering me for six years, and then he stopped going, he wouldn't take, couldn't take me to tryouts anymore, and this and that, because he got ill. And a lot of people came and talked to me when I was a kid and said, you know, your father's ill, that's why he won't be at the Little League tryout, and he won't be able to come to your games, or like this. And I may have heard it and heard it, but from self-centeredness, I believe that I must have done something to cause my father not to want to play with me. That was the way it translated. No matter how much anything said, that's how it got, that's how it translated here. I did something to cause this. Well, take that little example and then put it on this picture, where you have this idea of, there could be unity and 
there is only love and all this, and yet your day-to-day experience is that it doesn't seem to be so. You don't think you're not written into that story? In self-centeredness, you're at the whole center of the story. You play a bigger role than God does, because you separated yourself from that beauty, and now you're in the hell of your own making. Woohoo! That's a heavy load to run. And in self-centeredness, the mind's going to take whatever happens and pertain it to you. The you that you're not. The citizen of that mental realm. That, that one that's appearing here, which is just made out of the substance of there and then. Yeah? That's all we are is a memory. And that memory is being projected into a future. That's how we appear in the mental here. In the manifest here, there's something that can be easily aware of, which is conscious contact. Yeah? And if you just sit with it and see it, it actually whispers quite loudly that you could not possibly be this. Because how could this be seen when if I was dead and you took this eye out and put it in a live body, that eye would see, but it's never going to see from where I am. Because the, the animating principle is gone. So obviously the body's not seen. Yeah, the body's not hearing. There's something that's sort of animating it, that's causing it to be what? Conscious, in a way. And I can't see that. Yeah. I, never, I never brought it up by asking, who am I? So I gather that it's, there's nowhere for it to come from, to come here, because it's already so. Yeah. So maybe perhaps, instead of thinking I'm a body, that this object is the subject, that I can sense the subject moving through the body. Sort of like the, the scientist looking through the telescope. He looks through the telescope, and then by, by looking through these lenses, the stars that seem far away seem to be close. Now, if you watched him look doing that, the stars haven't moved any closer. But perceptually, it seems like the stars are closer when he, the scientist, looks through the telescope. I would say the scientist is sort of like awareness of consciousness. It's looking through the telescope of a body, and then um, things appear. Yeah? Just like stars would appear to you, things appear. Yeah? But when the scientist walks out away from the telescope, the telescope isn't seeing any, anything. All it is now, it may have a chip about what it saw once before, but it was never the seer of it. Because the seer of it has now moved, the telescope is totally in place, all the lenses are there, everything is workable, but not, it's not on anymore. Yeah. To me, that is constantly demonstrated in the manifest here. So in the manifest, just like in Buddhism, emptiness is form and form is emptiness, by being aware of the form, yeah, you can be aware of the emptiness, because emptiness is form, and form is emptiness. So, in the manifest here, you can get a sense of the unmanifest here, by conscious contact. Yeah? By no thing, seeing a thing, you can get a sense of the seer, which is no thing. Instead of just having an idea of the seer, which is a thing, this, you can get a sense of the real seer, which is no thing. So while there's all this looking at things, there can be the intimation of no-thingness, seeing nothing. Yeah. So the doorway to entering, if there's an entering, to the unmanifest is only through the manifest. It's not through the mental here. The mental here is hell, in a sense, because it's, has, it's been made up by a mind. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a, when you enter it, 
its light is dark. Yeah? Its, its knowledge, which is meant to light the way, is actually a form of blindness. It's dark there. It's the absence of light. And if you're in recovery and you have an idea of a higher power, you're never going to meet a higher power in time. There's no higher power in the future you're entertaining, and there's no higher power in the past. There may be an idea of a higher power, but there's no juice there. What reigns supreme is the plain God of selfing. Yeah? So in that mental realm, it's sufficient enough to block you off to being conscious of the manifesting of fear, so there's no sense of the unmanifest. Because what you're relying on, what your life is based on, is a mental interpretation. Based on there and then. There's no real anchor. There's no real source of light. It's all artificial. You feel like if you read a book, you get a hit of light. That's artificial light. You are the light. Yeah? I was with this guy today. So here he is in that mental realm. In that mental realm, all that's happening is that fear of that space is filled with meaning. The mind, the conditional mind, just gives meaning to things. So his meaning is that something's going to happen and I won't be able to drum anymore. Yes? So he thinks he's afraid of that. But really, he's afraid of the meaning the mind gives that. So what does it mean to you that you won't be able to drum anymore? Jesus... My whole identity is being a drummer. Oh, all right, so there. Yeah, so what does that mean, that your whole identity is a drummer? Well, if I'm not drumming, I'm nothing. All right, well, what does that mean to you, that you're nothing? Well, that means I'm bad. I must have done something to be nothing. Well, what does it mean to be bad? Well, it means I need to be punished. Oh, what does it mean to be punished? It means I don't get anything. All right, well, let's keep taking it down. And after all the meanings, if you break it through, where does it lead to? The space the meanings are in. That space hasn't changed one bit. That space is totally spacious. What happens in the mental realm, that space is filled up with meaning. Tons of meaning, meaning, meaning. So what happens on the manifest, like I get fired, doesn't mean that in the mental realm. It means I'm bad. It means I don't deserve a fucking thing. It means I'm not, I shouldn't receive any love. Whatever, you know? It has a totally strange meaning in the mental realm, where on this realm you got fired from a job. Yeah. Someone said no, they didn't want to go out with you. What does it mean up here? Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Here, it means you just said, someone said no. <laughs> here, huge, here, just what happened. Yeah? Here, huge. But in that activity of meaning giving, Meaning giving is like the is like the uh, the fabric that weaves the carpet, that weaves the shawl, so to speak. Yes, all the meaning seems to produce something. Yeah, it produces an illusion of being the one that all that vague meaning has something to do with. Yeah, it's like that helicopter thing. Tons of selfing produces a, like an optical illusion in mind, and it starts seeing itself as a thing. Or thinking from there, or when it sees thought, I'm the thinker. When it sees, you know, a feeling, my feeling. Yes, yeah. So in that mental realm, most of us are in that mental realm, and the mind is producing an incredible harvest of anxiety from a field called what's not happening. 
And then we go up into that mental realm, like in the Course it would say, unhealed healers. You go up there and there's a lot of people that are willing to work on what needs to be healed here, but the real true healing is it's not happening. Literally. It's not happening. In that, it's not happening. What occurs? There's a pause. That mental story gets stopped. Yeah? The mental realm is vacated. And then you land right where you've always been, in appearance and manifestation, right where you are here. And in this here, you sense the presence of the non-here, the always here. Yeah? And this, what I believe, is what you're looking for. But in a sense, you're looking for it in the wrong place. The mental realm, and it's not to be found there. In there, you once had it, and then you hope that you will have it again. It's all, you know? It's like taking something that's always so, and then hiding it somewhere, and having you on a, like a wild goose chase, and especially a big story that you once had it, which makes it even worse not to think you have it now. <laughs> but its real point is to produce the feeling of not having it now. The idea of once having it isn't leading you to having it again, it's reinforcing the feeling that I don't have it now. So I don't know, maybe explaining stuff or sharing it. Because I just get downloads, you know. Uh, and usually they come out of being available to somebody. So I'm just hanging around. The last night I spoke at an AA meeting and there was two people, newcomers there. And uh, just because I'm in that position, downloads come. Lots of downloads. And then I start seeing things in a different way. Another way of presenting it with a hopefully that will. Because there's all these little keyholes, yeah? And so you just keep, it's like you have a... Just keep and one, and there's all it needs is that one entertaining, that one aha, that one resonance, that one mm, like when the dog goes mm, that one because then at that point the mind's ability to entertain has been reinvigorated, yeah, because it's gotten lazy and it's gotten contained by entertaining everything from the point of view of the self. It really has. Everything is cast into time and based on what you do or don't do. It's really ridiculous. In that mental realm, there's very few possibilities, and they're always time-based, yeah? You're never okay right now. It's always, I will be okay. It's like Stalinist plans, you know, five-year Stalinist plans. <laughs> do this, do that, do this, and then everything will get okay. And it just keeps feeding it, because it's not, there's no intention of finding anything up there, because there's nothing up there. It's just space, filled with tons of meaning. chairs with no back. I got into it. I thought I was going to be catapulted into the crowd and like a mosh pit. <laughs> it's just like the energy was just going through me. <laughs> I said, you can't have these chairs. You know, you need some firm back to keep you anchored here. You can't be. <laughs> but the light just fills you up. And you're looking, you know, and it's just such an obvious solution. The imaginary problem. It's the greatest solution of all to see that it's all imaginary. Yeah. It's all smoke and mirrors. 
if you put your foot down, which is sort of like the pause, there's no putting a foot down, but it's sort of like that. And when that pause occurs, not to use it as like a speed bump to the next moment to worry about, but just to sort of honor it, honor it. And the mind will come out of that like like a distorted devotion to, to you know conditional thought like this. You know. Instead of like this, it's like this. Worrying. I remember I did a paint job when I was young, and it was an old lady from Eastern Europe or something. She had those dresses with the stocking pulled half up. You know, it's really strange with the nun shoes, like some sort of a boot sort of this high. And she was watching us paint every day. And she'd be sitting there like this. And, she, and so she was constantly worrying, are they going to finish the wall? So one night, the fuck with her, I left the can in the middle of the room. She just started fixing it again. And the thing went faster. And I was going, yes, Mrs., we're going to leave that can. We're leaving it right there. We're not, we're not coming back tomorrow. <laughs> it was just insane, you know. Just that fixation. Just constant. That's devotion to a thought system. Yeah? That's allegiance to darkness in a way. And darkness is what? The absence of light. How can light be absent? What is consciousness but, a, but light? What is awareness but light? So every moment I'm looking, it's demonstrating the light while, while I'm living in an interpretation of darkness. Is there anything needed to be done other than to see that? I don't think so. If you see that this is the light, what is awareness but light? Yeah? How or what could it be? It's light, and it's demonstrating this is what's brought light to the world. This seeming world only appears because I'm awake. It wouldn't be appearing if I wasn't. What's that quality of awakeness? Light. So where is the darkness? It's imaginary. It's in a, it's in a mental realm produced by a conditional mind. Yeah? And it doesn't even exist. All there is is light. For you, for you to be in hell, you have to see it. What brings you that ability to see it? Light. So if hell is the ultimate form of darkness, if you're experiencing hell, you must be seeing it, which is light. So all the while, hell seems to have such an impression on you, it's the light that's allowing that impression to be an experience. So no matter where or how deep down the hole you may think you are, the light is at that point you're at. But if the, if the idea of you is already predetermined that you're this, and you're this giant catacomb of old ideas and beliefs and conditionings, the last place you'll look for the light in the darkness is where you are. You'll be based on, you'll be seeking for artificial light. You'll be looking for what's looking. What's looking is the light, and you'll be looking for light, but outside of yourself. Yeah? structured in this idea of being a someone, a thing. The subjectivity is constantly demonstrating itself, but it's called to be an action an object is doing. Yeah? So when I say I am, that's correct. But when I ask who that I am is, and I say me, that's where it goes off. Yeah? So the activity of I am is noted, but what it's called isn't off. Is off yeah? The I am is noted. Everyone would say I am today. 
everyone has to admit they're on, yes, there's an onness. That seems to be a given. But when asked who, who or what that I am is, you say it's me. And what does me signify? A body. Yeah, that's been identified as. Yeah? It's the same thing I call a you, but I call it me. So when I'm looking at you, that's what I'm taking myself to be, a you. That's different than that you, and because I call it me. But the I am is the exact same activity right now, isn't it? All that must, all that could be seen is the I am. There's no separate, long-lasting, independent I am. There's a seamless I am, yeah, that seems to be looking through a telescope or a camera that allows it to see itself as things, maybe, yeah. The mind has claimed the thing, the camera, to be the light. And he can compare the camera casing to other casings. And he can compare the position it's in to other positions. And it can come up and make degrees and how it's doing. And my aperture isn't as big as your aperture and all this and all that. And I want more lenses than this and blah, 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 on and on and on and on. But the one, the all oneness of light is coming through all the camera lenses, all the cameras. Yeah. Yet there's not a recognition of that. There's a recognition of it, but it's called me. Yeah. There's consciousness, so you're aware of it. You're aware of the oneness, yeah. But you call the oneness me. And that's when the mental realm becomes dominant. And then in that mental realm, you can seemingly forget what's always so. You couldn't forget it if you were in the manifest realm. Because it's be so obvious, so you have to make up an unreal realm so you can just forget it completely and be a someone up there. Yeah. I never really, it wasn't that great. <laughs> you know, I got to be special, but <laughs> only in my own mind. When the cops were arresting me, they didn't think I was special. <laughs> I got my ribs broken for a $7 camp fare because I opened my mouth. The taxi knew I was going to rip him off, so he drove me right to North Beach Police Station. <laughs> so I was getting out of, when I was getting out of the ride, I was, the cops were outside waiting for me. <laughs> I was so hip slick and cool. I got arrested for seven dollar fare. And then I opened my mouth and they ripped, they kneed me in the ribs and cracked my ribs, two ribs. <laughs> yeah, I was really working it that day. <laughs> who I am? Yes, they did. They realized it quite succinctly. <laughs> so, the manifest realm can be going quite well, but it doesn't matter if you're addicted to the mental realm. You'll rain on any parade. Any parade that could be happening, you can be the last one to get any effects from it, and it's supposedly your life. Yeah? It's incredible how you can be so disassociated in the fear of what you're thinking up here will happen here. You actually rain on everything that's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. There is a solution. 
I believe this is how it came about for me, just hearing this message. Yeah, I don't know if it was based on what had accumulated before or not, I don't know. But this type of, this message is what seemed to have uh, produced an expanse yeah, that hasn't shrunk. So this is what I go for, just to you know, invite people to look and see, see how it works. If you don't have an understanding of what you're not, yeah, it tends to... Uh, and I had a guy there at this meeting who had been coming for a long time to my meetings. It was really nice to hear him share because it seemed to have worked for him. Yeah, he was traveling a lot lighter, and, uh, and he said his repetition was very helpful for him because he just kept listening to it. And then, like this lady emailed me and says it was like going to a French class, and I don't speak French. And then a month ago, I, it hit me everything that you were saying; it made sense. And then something just yeah. So. Faith in it. I faith in. I have faith in this process of just holding meetings and entertaining it. And if you have a way of life that you know that sort of works for you and that stabilizes the manifest here, then there can be an easy entertaining the unmanifest here. Yeah. As long as it's not taken to be you manifest entertaining it. Yeah. Once it's you entertaining it, the manifest here is a here that's appearing in the mental realm.
the mind's able to pick up a vertical message. Let's just say the antenna needs to be bent a little bit. Right now it's bent to I, me, my, you know. Maybe you can just sort of let it bend by talking, by sharing, by doing whatever. And then it picks up the other download frequency, which is a different knowledge. It's like prior to thinking about things, yeah? It's more of like a, it's got a tactile feel to it when you know something. It's not up here, you know? It's more of a, it's almost like it's died into you in a way as a body. I wouldn't, I just use that example. It's not the body, but it's, it's got some timber or bass, like a bass sound to it. And that can be relied on. It's because it's really like, it's past belief with certainty. It's, it's a certainty without belief in a way. Yeah. It's a certainty without belief. It's just a certainty. And that, reverberates its own uh, authenticity in life. It just reverberates it. You rely on it and it proves to be incredibly reliable. Yeah? And then all that stuff in between, relying on something and the, un- the effects of its unreliability, all that thinking and rationalization and excuses, all that filler is dismissed and the pause becomes dominant. You actually can sort of live as if you're in a pause all the time. Yeah. To me, that's like the vertical download. And then there's information given based on what seed assignment you're in. You know, whatever seed assignment you have that day, information will be uh, tailored for that. Yeah. So for me, I share a message, so I get downloads about that. You know, you know how to sort of present it another way, the same thing. It's like, just like moving a, a prism constantly, you know, to say, hey, yeah, but the, what's lighting up the prism is the same, you know, it's just different way it goes through the different refractions. Is, you know. So whatever seat assignment you're in, there'll be a, will, a knowledge available, yeah? But not a knowledge of knowing based on past and then constrained by a fear of the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you start really getting different information in the manifest here where before the information about the manifest here was from the mental realm of not here, yeah? And what happens when you're relying on that is false evidence appears real. So the mental reality appears to be real, but it's totally false based on the manifest here, yeah? So you keep applying solutions from an imaginary realm to the manifest realm, and of course it turns out to be any life run on self-will is not successful, yeah? It's just the way it goes. Because it's false evidence, which only appears real in the mental realm. Yeah. It doesn't appear real here. In other words, there isn't actually a threat happening when you think there is. <laughs> so, you'll never have the ability to see false evidence if your whole life is based on false evidence, which is you being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah. How are you going to have... How are you going to be able to have discernment about what seems to be true or false if you're starting from falsehood? That's true already. <laughs> There's no way you're going to see anything clearly. But at least you can entertain I'm not that, and that's not happening. So I'm not that, meaning this idea of being a self, which is the whole sun for that little horizontal download stream yeah, of selfing. If I'm not that, if I'm not the sun, it weakens that. Yeah? And then you have the ability to anchor yourself here. 
because this is happening here. I am seeing and feeling and tasting. And so when I anchor this way, the antenna is in the right location to pick up the unmanifest. Instead of picking up the mental realm, it starts picking up the no-thing realm, which for me causes a traveling lighter in the manifest realm, where picking that up causes an incredible traveling heavy in the manifest realm. This is an appearance, and the experience you're going to have here is going to be primarily based on this, you know, appearance. I mean the experience of every second, like all the body sensations, all the movements of mind, temperature going up and down, tingling here, this and that. All of that is going to sort of be based on what's appearing, yeah? So this is the field to not so much the attention on what I'm feeling, but what's feeling it, yeah? What's actually the awareness that's allowing the feeling to be noted? Yeah? Obviously, it's not you, so that middleman drops out. And so there's a very, you can basically have the what's not so, I mean, what's all, the nothingness be intimated by contact. Yeah? It's almost as if, you know, an invisible hand finally leaves an impression. Yeah? You, just, you get a sense, an intimate, you intimate non-manifest. We thought we lost you, Mitch. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah? You went? I'm not feeling well. All right, that's okay. All right, that's okay. We'll quarantine you over there. Actually, we can, we'll pump it out. There's a a speaker out there. (laughs) We'll make you watch not happening. Get out of there. (laughs) We're just going playing with this idea. This little, we're using that idea of the mental realm like as a horizontal linear story, yes? Which has its own knowledge and everything like that. But they're all, it's knowledge based on darkness, yeah? And then there's the ability for your antenna to pick up a a vertical download, which is coming, I don't know where from, but not from that mental realm, yeah? And that produces a knowledge, but this basic stance is I don't know. Where in the mental realm, the basic stance is I know, right? You think you know. I mean, I've worked with so many people, and every time I would suggest something, they go, I know, I know. And I said, no, you don't know. If you knew, you wouldn't be needing the suggestion. You'd be feeling them. I know, I know, no. Yeah, so the know of the mental realm is huge, false security. So like in Zen, they say the highest form of traveling mind is I don't know. So in the I don't know, it causes what to happen, finding out. And finding out is much more convincing, in my experience, than knowing. Yeah? When I find out something, just like in AA, when they pr- presented some of the principles, I became convinced of their authenticity. Like any life run on self-will is not going to be successful. It was very sobering. Yeah? Like the gig was up, basically. I saw it, and I was just like... And then that self is what had defeated me. And I thought I had a real feeling around that. And these things I became convinced of, yeah? Which caused not just something I did when I felt like it or not, but a commitment to the solution. Because I noticed here, in the manifest realm, in the manifest here, I needed one guideline. One guideline. That was only one requirement I needed here, which was to be sober. If I wasn't sober, there was going to be a huge, there was going to be the manifest realm was going to have a certain look to it. 
That's the only requirement I needed was to get sober. If I stay sober, anything is possible. If I don't stay sober, I know what's possible. Hell will be revisited. Yes? That's clear. That's the only, that's the only requirement I have here, really, as a manifest appearance, is to stay sober. If I don't stay sober, it's not, it's not a requirement, but something will occur. Yeah? If I shot up some coke tonight, I'm sure I wouldn't be doing a talk tomorrow. I just probably won't. I'd be talking a lot, but I wouldn't be doing it. I'd be trying to convince you of something, but that was to give me money. <laughs> Which I haven't done well at these talks, so I have to try another way of talking. Yeah? But there's no person here that would be able, if I shot a lot of coke and went crazy, I would probably be a crazy expression tomorrow. I wouldn't be, there's no me. But yes, yeah, yeah. There's no stable phenomenon called Paul. Yeah? Paul is still combustible. It's still, it's still like a batch of chemicals. There's no stability. Just the false stability of being a self and the, and the false of, of being a no-self. Yeah? No, no, no. So, yeah? You're talking about chemical sobriety or you're talking about sobriety? No, sobriety. Well, there wouldn't be a chemical sobriety unless there was sobriety. Yeah, if, if, I, if sobriety didn't happen... If I, if I still needed something, I'd be using drugs. You know what I mean? Something had to switch. There had to be a psychic change where a certain level of satisfaction that wasn't seemingly happening had to happen to quiet the beast or I'd still be running around looking. The addiction doesn't just have to be drugs and alcohol, obviously. The first addiction is to the idea of being a self and then that addiction produces... I need to get relief from that addiction, and they are what we call addictions here. Yeah? The addiction produces the mental realm of self, and in the mental realm of self, there's addictions. But the, those addictions, right, are just effects of the, the prior addiction, which is never looked at. Yeah? Very rarely looked at. So we have tons of things to deal with the secondary addictions, but what produces the reality of what's not happening to us is the first addiction, which is to the idea of being a self. That's what, that's what gives life to that mental realm. Yes? That, that mental realm produces huge need to get relief and sets off huge amounts of seeking, which form into addictions up there. And then now we're trying to cure ourselves from that addiction, but that addiction is, a, is an effect, it's not a cause. So you can't expect any long-lasting relief by changing an effect. The real cause is the addiction to the idea of being a self. I would say that's the first mental addiction, yeah? Which produces the sense of the mental realm being real, yeah? The idea of being an idea, being a body, um, allows all the other meanings to seem to be real, Yeah? To try to change the mental realm without changing the basic axis of it, which is the idea of being a self, to me is pointless. It's just another form of addiction. Yeah? Just like in fear and recovery, people think fear is a cause. Fear is not a cause, fear is an effect. It's an effect of being addicted to a self. Yeah? Self and fear are synonymous, yeah? Because the self is a creature in time. And there's going to be the opportunity to be afraid that you may not get what you want or lose what you have. You can't escape that if you believe time. If you believe time, and what believes time is the idea of being a self, there's going to be fear produced. 
That's what the mind produces when it believes in time. Because even if there, there's a peace now, it's entertaining. It may not be here later. Because it believes in a later. Yeah? That mental realm, time is the main thing. All our whole thought system has time in it. Yeah? All thought has time in it. All thought is from the past, seemingly, and being seemingly had now, and usually concerned about a future. Yeah? So if you have, quote-unquote, peace now, but you believe in time, and in time you may not have it, is that actually peace? Obviously not. It's a conditional peace. Yeah? It's from the mental realm. That's not peace. That's a conditional ping-pong. Yeah? I can't really have it because I may not have it. Yeah? It's always the case. Who abandons himself? Who can abandon themselves in time? You can't abandon yourself in time. Yeah? If you abandon yourself in time, there's a consideration that you may not abandon yourself later. <laughs> That's not abandoning yourself, is it? Time is always an out. There's no a complete jumping in because you can entertain a time when you get out. Yeah? It has to go both ways. There's the entertaining of going in, and there's also an entertaining, maybe not known, but there's an entertaining of getting out. That's like in recovery. You say you turned your will over, and then the weekend you took it back. Yeah? So there's that idea, oh, I turned my will over, I surrendered, oh, I took it back. That's only in the mental realm. Yeah? It's the only thing where things are given and taken away. <laughs> yeah? Peace is not a commodity. It's a state of mind. It's a quality of mind. You would call it an experience of peace here. A certain quality of mind translates here, in the manifest here, in the manifest here, as, a, as a, an experience of peace, or a sense of okayness. Yeah? In the mental realm, it becomes claimed as an experience that something that never had it had it. Yeah? The idea of you claims the peace, which is an experience of your own absence, really. And it claims it, and it says, oh, I had this incredible experience of peace. No, it didn't. And when you think you had an experience of peace, what's your mind actually doing? Creating a gnawing and a craving to have it again. So you're not in peace whatsoever thinking you had an experience of it. Because obviously you don't seem to be in it right now. So there's a gnawing about the absence of peace because of the mental presence you thought you had, when peace is always available at all fucking time. The mental realm, the manifest, the unmanifest, it's just made up. But to me, it, it's in paint a nice picture in a sense. The mind lives, the conditional mind is living up here, which is not living. It's an interpretation of what? The raw data of the manifest here. It has no intention nor any inclination to bring in the unmanifest whatsoever. Unless it can make it something, which it does, a concept, to produce exquisite mental suffering because of the absence of that thing called enlightenment or awakening. So the idea of fulfillment is used to create an incredible lack of <laughs> by entertaining it. <laughs> I'm entertaining awakening, 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 and I'm getting the exact opposite as an experience. Isn't that funny? I'm moving towards awakening, but I feel fun. It's like that guy I lived on that Australian compound. He had a, 
be right around in this little four-wheel thing before 5.30, because at 5.30 he was going to go into his little meditation room. So he wanted everyone to be quiet, so he'd ring this big bell and he'd drive around. Okay, everyone, don't make any noise at 5.30. That's my peace hour. But you're, you're giving up peace now for the hope of having peace when you sit down in that meditation. You don't see it? To me, that's insane. Oh, here's the peace, the real peace, but I want to have a, con- uh, you know, a conditional peace that I made up. Yeah. Fuck the real peace. There's nothing I can do with that. But this, I can make a big person be. Tell everyone, keep quiet. You're bothering me. <laughs> She's like, her experience is being in the Arctic right now while we're sitting here talking. She's like in the frozen tundra. See, the body experience. Totally different, yeah? But the same awareness, same, same awareness. What's picking up the information about what's happening is clean and pure, reflecting beautifully. What's noting it and what's making it into something is conditional mind. And there's a pause before that occurs. That pause is not of time. So because now that we're trained to be in time, it seems like it goes by so fast. But it doesn't go by so fast. It's an eternal moment, that pause, where there's the seeing and then there's the making up of information from the seeing. Yeah? There can be a living from there just as easy as living on this side of it. Just as easy. Actually, this is more work. Yeah? In here, there's nothing to do, and yet lots will be done. In here, there's lots to do, and yet nothing gets done. Yeah? Fuck. It's like a teacher I once had said, it's the boredom that looks exciting. Yeah. Gotta make that deadline. That's so important. Why? <laughs> Well, if I don't make the deadline, what's going to happen? <laughs> Today, I hope you don't mind, I just want to share this. Today I went to the park. 